0: His tunic. He rolled down his window, lit a cigarette, and breathed the smoke deeply. What a night, he said. Take the next right, over the bridge. What happened? Duggan asked eventually, his need to find out what was happening overcoming his uncertainty about questioning his superior. Last night? Special branch raided a house out in Temple Oak, looking for a German parachutist who we think landed here a week or so ago. They fucked it up as usual. Should have waited till they were sure he was there. Only the owner's mother was there. The German got away. He wasn't there, and I don't think he'll be coming back. But they found a lot of interesting stuff in the locked room. Transmitter, code books. Picked up the owner of the house when he eventually returned in the early hours. Stephen Held, businessman, half German. He's working for them. We have to assume so. McClure sighed and indicated with his hand that Duggan should turn left at the junction facing the City Hall. And to make it worse, he's friendly with our local lads. The IRA. The self-styled IRA, McClure corrected them. Go right here. Duggan stopped outside the Olympia Theatre and waited for a strung-out line of cyclists to go past before pulling across the road into the narrow laneway that led to the lower yard of Dublin Castle. A uniformed guard stopped the car and Duggan could see two plain-clothes men with submachine guns behind him. McClure waved an identity card at the guard who insisted on reading it before letting them through. The men with the submachine guns watched them closely as they drove in. Typical, McClure snorted as he stared back at them. locking the stable door after the horse bolted. McClure directed him around the back and told him to park when they neared the ship street gate. Duggan stayed in the car as the captain got out and then turned back to him and said, "'Come with me. You may as well see this, too.' Duggan followed him down a laneway, both slowing, as they passed the building which had been badly damaged by an early morning IRA bomb that had injured five detectives and a caretaker a month earlier. A retaliation for the deaths in jail of two IRA hunger strikers, it was said. Rubble had been pushed to the side of the passageway, and thick timbers propped against the sides of the blackened holes and the sagging roof. They went on and entered another building, where McClure asked for a superintendent whose name Duggan couldn't catch. A detective brought them to another room, where he knocked, spoke to someone inside, and ushered them in. The superintendent took off his reading glasses, stood up, and came around his desk as they went in. "Marlin man,' he said. He was tall, in his fifties, Balding and beginning to sag a little. This is what you want to see. He brought them over to a table beside a window looking out on a lawn, the early summer grass almost luminous in the sunshine. One end of the table was covered with neat rows of American dollars of different depths, each bound with an elastic band. Each pile's a thousand dollars, the superintendent said. Twenty thousand altogether. Were well, they like that when you found them? McClure asked. In thousand-dollar packs? No, they were in a box, all mixed up. Ten-dollar bills, twenties, so on. We had to count them. Twenty-thousand, exactly. The superintendent nodded. About five-thousand pounds worth, I'm told. So we hadn't got to spend any of it yet, McClure said. At the other end of the table was a folded white silk parachute. It reminded Duggan for some reason of vestments. Between the money and the parachute were the wireless set, a pad of letters and numbers, several maps, crude drawings of what looked like ports and airports, and a small sheaf of papers clipped together with Plan Kathleen typed on the cover. A Luftwaffe breast patch of blue-grey wool depicting an eagle with a swastika hanging from its claws, a German army officer's cap, and some old military medals were also among the collection. He wasn't a pilot shot down anyway, the superintendent said dryly. I'm sure the Germans don't give all their pilots $20,000 to buy their way out of trouble. Our invasion plans for other countries. McClure pointed to the document that said Plan Kathleen. Have you read it? The superintendent nodded and gave a succinct summary. Germans to drop by parachute in the west of the six counties. The IRA to move across the border from Leitrim to Fermanagh. They combine... "'and throw the British out.' "'When?' Duggan asked, "'and was sorry when they both looked at him. "'It doesn't say,' the superintendent said. "'Have you had copies, mate?'